This is The Takeaway. I'm John Hockenberry. Thanks so much for listening. All aboard, folks. It's a whistle-stop campaign. We join the Todd Zwillick Campaign Express. Okay, it's a rental car, not a train. Motoring through the South, putting our eyes on the issues that matter in 2014. And it's not a candidate race here in the in the state of Tennessee. It's the issue of abortion, once again, dividing this very thin and very wide state. Our takeaway correspondent is in Nashville today. I'm standing outside of Planned Parenthood in Nashville. It's one of seven clinics here in Tennessee where abortions are available. If Amendment 1 passes this Tuesday, that could change. But in a lot of ways, this Tennessee political story actually could start across the border to the north in Kentucky. Hi. (laughs) the dog. At the door of a small but cozy cottage house in Bowling Green, Jackie, who's 29, answers the door along with her partner and a couple of very friendly dogs. Seven years ago, I got pregnant and I decided that I was not prepared to be a parent. So I went to Nashville to have the abortion because there was a waiting list in Louisville, which is the only other clinic that I know of in Kentucky. And Nashville's only an hour away, where Louisville is about an hour and a half away. We're only using Jackie's first name to protect her privacy, but she and women like her in Kentucky and other states surrounding Tennessee are a big part of the fight over new abortion restrictions. Well, back in the year 2000, the Tennessee Supreme Court threw out several abortion restrictions, including a 48-hour waiting period before a woman could have an abortion. The court said that regulations specifically meant to restrict access to abortion violate the state's privacy protections. Safety is one thing, the court said, but access is off limits. There are no such rulings in Kentucky or Alabama or Georgia or other states surrounding Tennessee. So in a way, it's made Tennessee a kind of regulatory oasis. It has made Tennessee an abortion destination state. People flock here to have their abortions done because their regulations are so lax. That's Pastor Lyndon Allen of Woodmont Bible Church in Nashville. We met up outside an early voting center in the suburb of Brentwood, where a few folks were lined up to vote. For Allen and his allies, people like Jackie are prime examples why Amendment 1 should pass. Amendment 1 would give new power to the state legislature to regulate abortions, and Allen preaches the pro-life message and urges his parishioners to vote and vote yes. He even does it on his weekly radio show. Amendment 1 doesn't remove a woman's choice to have an abortion. You know, I am a pastor, and I would love to see abortion eradicated at every point because it's the taking of an innocent life. But if we're going to have sound medical policy in the state of Tennessee, then there should be regulatory measures placed upon these medical facilities. One thing you notice when you drive around Tennessee, or at least eastern Tennessee where I've been, churches are often divided largely along racial lines. Reverend Allen is African-American, but most of the people in the neighborhood around his church are not. It's a tree-lined street in South Nashville. The houses are big, and so are the cars. But across town in North Nashville, Covenant Christian Church sits just down the street from abandoned buildings and block after block of empty businesses. Pastor Judy Cummings also preaches about Amendment 1 from her pulpit. 
I sat down with Reverend Cummings in her study, and she told me that unlike the mostly white churches in other parts of town, parishioners at Covenant Christian are mostly against new abortion restrictions. Cummings says she's been meeting with other black preachers and community groups to get the vote out on the abortion amendment. But it's been tough going. We'll be sending out the blast that we're asking pastors across the city on Sunday, this coming Sunday, to talk about Amendment 1 from their pulpit and encourage their people to go out and vote and the reasons why they should vote no on the amendment. We'll get all that information out to the pastors, but I already know that on Sunday they may pass out the handout, but they're probably not going to say anything from the pulpit about it. You can see the effects of the churches well beyond the pews, too. I wandered into Republican Party headquarters in Murfreesboro, just south of Nashville. Jerry Pascal was in there dropping off copies of a local conservative newspaper. The Christian people are against abortions. And, and uh, this is a Christian nation, despite what, what Obama says. But anyway, well, voters like Jerry are pretty reliable and predictable in this race. Christian, conservative, a solid yes vote. But just then, in walked a wild card in the form of Elizabeth Carroll Little. Some kind of a copy that tells me what the amendments are so I can write. Ah, there's there's your pitch. That covers amendment two and three. Okay, but what about one and two? When I talked to Elizabeth, it turned out that she and people like her were the big get in this campaign about abortion and whether the government should have more power over it. I do not believe in abortion. I do believe there are times abortion is necessary. But I do not believe the government has the right to tell me I can have an abortion or not. That's between me and God. Does that make you a no on this question, ultimately? (sighs) That's why I have to find out more about it. I can't say yes or no until I know what it all contains. That's why I came in today. And that reminded me right away of a conversation I had at a dive bar just the night before down in Chattanooga. That's the Pickle Barrel, a funky bar with cheap drinks, good rock, I met up there with Aria Taby. She's a community organizer and the co-founder of Choice Chattanooga. A lot of people are against this amendment that are pro-life just because um, it's government overreach. Taby, who's 23, started Choice Chattanooga with a friend just last January. There are no women's health advocacy groups in the area at all. Chattanooga had an abortion clinic, but it closed way back in 1993 when a pro-life group took over the property, they turned it into a memorial to the unborn. So these days, Taby and her organization are pretty much it for the no side in the Tennessee Valley. You know, we shoot for, you know, each, we have four phone banks a week and we shoot for like six to 800 phone calls for each phone bank. And I personally do about a hundred each phone bank. So, I mean, it's up there. It's definitely up there. Taby sticks mostly to the idea that Amendment 1 will take away women's autonomy and choice and that even pro-life conservatives who don't like government overreach should vote no. But it's estimated that a quarter of Tennessee's abortions are for women from surrounding states. And Taby doesn't deny that in its own way, Tennessee has become a kind of abortion destination for women in states with stricter abortion laws. 
Well, back across the Kentucky line in Bowling Green, Jackie says that for her, Tennessee just took the pressure off during a difficult time. She was raped at 18, and when she became pregnant at 22, she was traumatized and just not ready to be a parent. Louisville in Kentucky had one clinic, and while it wasn't impossible to go there, she says it was just a lot harder than Tennessee. I would call it a space for safety rather than some place that I calculated and chose out of, you know, careful strategy. It was a space where I felt safest, and Nashville feels like a second home to me. So in a way, I felt like I could do this uncomfortable emotional and physical kind of trauma in a safer space. But it's not up to Jackie in Kentucky. The polls appear very close, and if Tennessee voters approve Amendment 1 on Tuesday, nothing will change right away. Then all of the attention will turn to Tennessee's state lawmakers, who will have new power over abortion clinics like this one and their patients. Todd's Willigan, Tennessee. Next time, Todd's on the hunt in Kentucky to see if the Democrats can bag Senator Mitch McConnell, all part of Todd's tour of the Southern races and issues that matter in 2014. This is The Takeaway. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. Of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.